Good morning. Today is Monday, February 1st, 2021. There's a famous question. It's asked by Kuzari. It's asked by the Ramban, Nathmanides, and many others. And that is, in this week's Torah portion, the Parsha of Yisro, we have the first time that God introduces himself to the Jewish people and to the entire world with the Aseris Adibros, we refer to as the Ten Commandments. Perhaps the most famous, well-known passage of the Bible in the world, a passage that is revered not only by Jews, but people of all religions. And the question is, it begins with the famous words, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, I am the Lord your God, Asher Mitzrayim, who took you out of the land of Egypt. Why does God introduce himself for the first time to the entire world by telling us that he is the God who took us out of Egypt? Why doesn't God say, I am the Lord your God who created heaven and earth? Arguably, creating heaven and earth is a greater act than taking the Jews out of Egypt. And perhaps it's even more characteristic of who God really is. So I actually discussed this question a couple of weeks ago. I gave a different answer. And today I want to share another answer that's relevant to today. We refer to this passage as the Ten Commandments. And that phrase is very familiar to us. You say the Ten Commandments, everybody knows what you're talking about. Let me ask you this question. Does this passage actually contain Ten Commandments? And it's not so clear. In fact, nowhere in the entire Torah does the Torah refer to this passage as the Ten Commandments. The Torah refers to this passage as Aseres Hadvarim, the Ten Things, perhaps the Ten Statements. Yes, sometimes in the Torah, the word Dvarim or Davar, meaning a statement or a word, is used to refer to a commandment, but it also refers to statements or words. Nowhere in the Torah, and to the best of my knowledge, nowhere in classical Jewish literature is the phrase Ten Commandments used in any language. And by the way, if I'm mistaken, and you know of a source that actually says Ten Commandments, please let me know, to the best of my knowledge, the earliest usage of that phrase referring to this passage as Ten Commandments is within Christian sources from the early 4th century. So if you find an earlier source, you let me know. In fact, whether this passage contains Ten Mitzvos is the subject of dispute. The Ramban, Nachmanides, says, yes, Ten Commandments. And it relates to, everyone agrees there are at least nine. The question is that first verse. 
Anochi Hashem Elokecha, I am the Lord your God. Says the Ramban Nachmanides, that is a mitzvah. It is a mitzvah to believe that God is our God. Belief in God is one of the ten. And therefore, there are ten. So according to the Ramban, yes, there are ten mitzvahs in this passage. But according to the Rambam, Maimonides, there are only nine mitzvahs in this passage. Because the Rambam, Maimonides, says that the first of the dibros, of the statements, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, Asher Mitzrayim, I am the Lord your God who took you out of the land of Egypt, is not a commandment. It is a prologue. It is a rationalization for all the other commandments. In other words, before we even get to commandments, you have to know, God says, that I am the Lord your God, and therefore I am giving you these commandments. As a mitzvah, according to the Ramban, of course it makes sense to believe in God. I understand that. But according to Rambam, Maimonides, that this first statement is not a mitzvah, but is a prologue or a basis for all the other mitzvahs, then we have a different understanding that can explain the first question we asked. And it goes like this. The first statement, according to the Rambam, is a statement of why we should follow God's commands. Now, God could have given the answer, follow my commands, because I created heaven and earth. I am the most powerful. I am the first being. I am in control. And therefore, you have an obligation to do what I say. Now, that is certainly true from our point of view. We certainly believe that that's true. But that is not how God chooses to make the argument. What God says to us is, listen to me, my people. I'm the one who took you out of slavery. I saved you from harm. I care about you. I love you more than you will ever know. And every commandment that I give you, starting with the nine that are about to follow in this passage, and all of the others, they're all based on this premise that I took you out of Egypt. Every mitzvah, every command that we receive from God is a continuation of that care, and concern, and protection, and love. The mitzvahs are given to us in order to make our life better, in order to make our lives more meaningful and more holy. And that's the reason that God chooses to introduce himself in this way, because this is the basis on which God wants us to observe his commands, not just because he created us and he has authority and he is the most powerful. Yes, that's all true. But God wants to convince us that the mitzvahs that he gives us are in our best interest. They make us better. 
They are a sign of God's love for us. And the truth is, sometimes various of the commandments will seem to us to be a burden. And each one of us will feel differently about different ones of the commandments. Sometimes it's a burden to have to keep Shabbos. It's a burden to have to tell the truth. It's a burden to have to keep kosher. Okay, each one of us has our own trials and temptations at different times. But what this verse teaches us is that in fact, every one of the commandments is a gift. It's an opportunity. Now the challenge for us, of course, is to see that gift in our everyday lives. Even if we are distracted, even if we are tempted, even if we feel that we are burdened. I want to share this with you in a, a, a slightly technical way. This is point out, pointed out by Rabbi Yochanan's Why. It's a bit of a technical issue, but it has a deep philosophical message. And it goes like this. The Talmud says, that for every prohibition in the Torah, don't do this, don't do that. There are lots of prohibitions of things that God does not want us to do. In order to be held liable, there must be two separate verses that direct us not to do that action. One verse contains a punishment, and the other verse contains a warning. The words of the Talmud are, Ein onshim im mazhirin. The only time we can be punished for an action in a Jewish court is if there is one verse that tells us, don't do it, and another verse that tells us, if you do it, this is going to be the punishment. Okay, so the Talmud will often discuss for various prohibitions, which verse is the punishment and which verse is the warning. Okay, that's kind of a technical discussion of finding the right verses that apply to the case. But there's something much deeper. A legal system that depends only on punishments is never going to work. A legal system that says, listen, if you do this, this is the punishment. If you do that, this is the punishment. It's doomed to failure. Because if the only restraint we have on our behavior is punishment, many of us are willing to risk the possibility of punishment if we feel that the benefit overweighs the punishment. First of all, maybe we'll get away with it. And secondly, Maybe the benefit outweighs the punishment. A legal system to be effective has to also give us a sense of what is inherently right or wrong for us to do and to show us that to do what is right is best for us and for society and to do what is wrong is not helpful for us and for society by separating the warning from the punishment what the torah is doing is saying listen i'm telling you not to do this god says 
because it's not good for you, because it's not good for society, because I want you to be better than that, because I care about you. I want you to be more refined. I want you to be more spiritual. I want you to be more helpful to the world. Also, you have to keep in mind, if you do this, which I say not to do, I'm going to hold you accountable. There's going to be a consequence. But basically, I want you to know that I'm prohibiting this activity to you because it's in your best interests. It will make you a better person. The truth is, this is correct for every legal system. But it is an essential part of the Torah that the laws that we have, the mitzvahs that we have, have consequences. But even more importantly before that, the laws that we have, the mitzvahs that we have, form our values. They create norms and expectations of what God wants from us and what God says is best for us. And it starts right here in the structure of the passage of the Aseris Adibros. Whether you call it the Ten Commandments or you call it something else, that's fine. But this first verse, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, Asher Hotzei Sicha Me'eretz Mitzrayim, I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt. This verse teaches us that all of the commandments are for our benefit and for our refinement and for our improvement. It's up to us to look for that and to be able to observe God's commandments for the reason that God gives us of the value and the benefit we have in keeping God's word. That is how God introduces himself to the Jewish people and to the entire world. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.